Hello and welcome to It Depends, the podcast where we discuss software engineering in all its shapes and forms. My name is Kisle and today we're going to talk about why the problem is actually not the problem. You see a problem at work and you think you have a solution. Some people that you have spoken to over the water cooler agree with you. So you go ahead and try to solve it but suddenly start getting pushback from everywhere and eventually things don't work out as you had thought they would. You are left bitter and frustrated at them. How many of you have been in this situation? I have been there many times and today I want to talk about what I have learned from these failures. This is an idealized version of how I, I now think about orchestrating high impact changes. There are of course many real world details that you will have to fill in for yourself based on yourself, your organization and your team. As an engineer, I have often had a somewhat reductive point of view of the organization's problems. My mind jumps straight to what system can I build to solve a problem. This tech-centric perspective tells me that those who can't understand that building this type of system will solve the problem magically, they just don't understand, they don't, they don't get it. Sometimes I believe that even if I couldn't convince them, that them being my manager, my product manager or the other engineers, I could just do it my way and they would thank me for it later. Don't do it. This is the single worst thing you can do in a team. Working in a team successfully implies having the ability to convince your team and your stakeholders about why you see a problem a certain way and why you think a certain solution will work. The kind of behavior I just spoke about is a direct refusal to engage with the system around you. If your team sees you doing this, you will never be able to gain their trust because not only are you failing to convince them, you're overriding their judgment and then doing something for which they're now sharing accountability. I'll share some systemic reasons why you're wrong to act like this in just a minute, but there are practical reasons too for why the Lone Ranger Act is unlikely to work. Software engineering is a team sport. Even if you go off and do something your own way, who will make the solution work on the ground? The people you did not convince? The manager you did not gain, get buy-in from? No, it's not going to work. Let's talk about good intentions and how they fare up against systems thinking. Systems thinking tells us that all actors in a system have different mental models of the system. Donella Meadows calls this bounded rationality in her book Thinking in Systems. Each actor has their own perspective, problems and priorities. While the symptoms may be visible to everyone to some extent, their interpretation of the underlying causes of the symptoms can vary wildly. This is one of the reasons root cause analysis is sometimes a fallacy. There may not be a single root cause. Often, problems are caused by actors working on local information for local goals replace actors with departments or employees, and you have a reasonable picture of how organizations work. Now the solution, especially for large or complex problems, isn't often an objective truth that can be shown to be true or correct, regardless of perspective. If a solution involves multiple actors, we are trying to change the way all of them view and interact with their world. We can do this in a command and control manner, but this takes away the agency of the actors. No one likes to be told to do something because I said so. This can easily cause policy resistance, where actors resist or circumvent a central directive. This is what you're up against when you're trying to get in and do it by yourself. Let's think about the problem. Is it even a problem? It may be, but my particular framing of it reflects only my interpretation of the aspect of the problem that is visible to me. Perhaps whatever it is, is only a problem as perceived from a technology standpoint. For example, we are no longer a tech company, what should we do? Unless I have exposure to all the viewpoints and information, which is practically impossible in an organization, my understanding of the problem is likely to be biased or incomplete. 
someone from the business teams could have a completely different point of view on the same visible symptom. What's ironic, actually, is that both of us could be right. The other problem with this point of view is that it assumes that all solutions are technical and that I am the center of the world. This is obviously not correct. In most organizations, technology is only one part of the landscape and often a small one. So until we surrender our vantage points and our egos, we are unlikely to see the full shape of the world. A better way of creating change is to look at the system collaboratively from multiple actors' perspective and to build a shared understanding or context of what it looks like. This goes beyond convincing or getting buy-in on my particular perspective. Invite collaboration by getting all involved actors to come together and build a common world. This new shared worldview will likely be far richer in detail than any single actor's view and the process of constructing it will start a dialogue where problems and solutions are easier to discover and discuss. The problem, therefore, is not the problem. Building a shared understanding of the world to understand how it works, that is the problem. In this process, my perspective can serve as the basis out of which the discussion grows. This suggestion is based in part on uh, Tim Casasola's suggestion for building containers for collaboration. We want a collective framing of the environment and the problem, but having a starting point helps. Scoping the audience in these discussions is critical. The group should be as small as possible to cover all viewpoints required. The process is about balance, not ivory tower, not a committee. Every member of the group should be directly involved in the result resulting decision or directly impacted by it. And even not directly impacted is a consultant who may inform the group but has no part to play in the world building. If the, for example, if the problem is our systems have too many outages, including marketing in the conversation has no real purpose. Keeping it limited to technology and operations should suffice. Now that we have the problem in hand, let's see how we can move towards a solution. This is where I have made the most mistakes in my career. Even in situations where I and my team agreed on the problem, I used this agreement as a vindication of my original perspective and reverted to acting on my original solution. It was, ah, everyone agrees, so now let's get to work as I told you in the beginning. The obvious problem here is that the shared context has now been abandoned and we go back to a command and control mode. Given that a collective understanding exists, it is especially regressive for me to push my perspective all over again. A far better way is to simply continue, to, uh, continue the dialogue now in the direction of solutions. Very often, the process of building the shared context will reveal solutions, often multiple solutions, organically. Essentially, rinse repeat till the team converges on a solution. Of course, it can be that there are no single acceptable solutions for everyone. In this case, we can use compromises, or we can use multiple limited solutions, or we can continue to disagree forever. Any way we choose, the key thing is that everything from now on happens with a collective agreement. The one thing we want to avoid at all costs is going rogue if the conclusion isn't to our liking. As I started out by saying, against the tide efforts are unlikely to succeed and erode the team's trust forever. So now that the team has come together to build a shared context of their system, have they discussed a problem, they found a solution, what should we do next? Nothing stands still forever. A shared perspective is not a static thing. Every action we take in the world changes the environment. So to maintain our situational awareness, we need to keep the dialogue going. With the dialogue constant, the worldview is constantly updated and new possibilities are constantly explored. The next steps become organic increments rather than being big bang, quarterly planned kind of an effort. Since this shared understanding is the core of how a team functions now, the context is the team. 
If the worldview changes significantly, a whole new type of team may be required. In any case, the key is to keep talking and to keep learning. At this point, you might want to ask that if this idealized process with, the, with all its caveats is so effective and powerful, then why isn't it attempted a lot more often in the world? There are several reasons for this. The first and the most important reason is that this process is not very efficient as a one-time activity to deal with some specific situation. As I have said before, the dialogue is a flywheel. If it isn't kept alive, then you might as well not do it. The second problem is that it is extremely hard for intelligent people to surrender their point of views. Ironically, the more passionate each actor is about the problem, the harder it gets to contribute constructively to a collective. The third reason for this is that the idea of including everyone, all points of views, leads to involving so many people that building a shared context goes from being a difficult activity to being downright impossible. The last reason is that often there are bad faith actors or power play situations. The participants are not even interested in the intent of the dialogue, only in extracting some other type of outcome. Driving large, impactful changes is the key challenge of leadership. This is my narrative of how I now think about creating change in any system that I find myself in. But you know what? It depends. This may not be your preferred way. I would love to hear more about how you people think about creating change and causing an impact. Hit me up. Thank you.